Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, March 16th. Happy Travel Tuesday. It is good to be back here, folks. There was no show last week as I was at uh, Walt Disney World covering the reopening of Disney's Blizzard Beach. So did a full video up on that on TravelPulse.com. Check that out there. I also did a Facebook Live video from my hotel room. If you want to know more about what's going on at Disney right now, go check that out. So coming up on the show today, as we always do, we will talk what's trending in the world of travel, including an update from the CDC, some good news and some bad news in the cruise industry, and so much more. We'll also dive into life in the travel industry one year after the pandemic with our special guest today. You know, this last year has been tough. I know we've been saying it for a while about this pent-up demand to get out and travel, but to see a brief glimpse of that from my spring break trip to Disney and then to the beach, it was a warm welcome. Folks, the travel resurgence is coming, and it's going to be big, so get ready. And with that, now joining me on the podcast is Sally and Paul Smith of The Travel Smiths. Welcome to the show again, Paul and Sally. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Yeah, we're really glad you guys are here. Uh, congratulations to both of you, uh, new grandparents. So love that. I know you just recently did some travel with that. Uh, so yeah, the Smiths and I are going to discuss the current state of the travel industry one year in, into the pandemic. But first, let's dive into what is trending in the world of travel. And we begin with the news that the CDC will not release travel guidance for vaccinated Americans just yet. The CDC doctor stated that since 90% of the American population currently remains unvaccinated, the CDC will wait to release its updated guidance until, quote, we have more protection across the communities and across the population, end quote. Uh, they declined to provide advice for the 10% that is vaccinated, though. So uh, very interesting story last week. Your thoughts here, Paul and Sally. Well, I'm a little frustrated because I feel that these people are being proactive going for their vaccine and they're excited because they're calling. That is one of the first questions that's asked. So Sally, what if I have the vaccine? I go, it doesn't really count yet. And they're like, what? <laughs> so they kind of get like a little frustrated about that, but they want to know the guidelines. So we tell them about what, where, wherever the destinations that they're going, because we are up on all of them. But the point is, is that they're frustrated because the vaccine, if you have the vaccine, as they say, it's supposed to be 95% or whatever, and I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But it would be really nice if the CDC would step up and make a decision so people either more encouraged to get the vaccine, you know, and maybe move on that way. But what about your thoughts? So my thoughts are, it's like, listen, then why bother to get it, right? If at this juncture, if, you know, the CDC doesn't say, hey, you get the vaccine because it's all about the vaccine, vaccine, vaccine for the last year. People are now getting the vaccine. And it's like, what do you mean? We, we still have to follow all the guidance. They don't want us to travel. It, it, it's, and it's take still, the tests coming back into the country. And take the tests coming back in. That's it. And yet another thing. Because you know what? what's also, Eric, when you think about it, if you have to go to Jamaica or Antigua and St. Lucia, their rules are that you have to take a vaccine. Totally. I mean, take a, a COVID test. COVID test. Totally understand that. But if the CDC wants us to take this vaccine, this would be another reason so they wouldn't have to take the COVID test coming back into the country. Because if you're positive in those last three months, you don't have to take the COVID test. You have to prove that you're positive and you have to prove that the doctor has given you a note that says you're allowed to travel. Because I just travel with my niece. We, we did a social media thing down in uh, at Dreams, uh, Natura, and we were down there in February, and she didn't have to take the COVID test because I told her what uh, paperwork that she needed to bring with her to come back into the country. Yeah. 
So it's like the, the people that got vaccine are not getting rewarded or they're being <laughs> punished that they still have to take a test. Right. And we, we have seen the vaccine has led to a surge in, in kind of planning and booking for the future and just an all around excitement to get out and travel. So it does seem a little odd to me that the CDC would not at least state some sort of um, issue, some sort of statement rather about if you are vaccinated, here's some of the things you can do in regards to travel, because you know that is that is why some people are getting vaccinated. And we've heard mixed reviews Absolutely. for months now about, you know, whether there'll be vaccine requirements to travel or uh, to enter certain countries, you know, in Europe and Asia, when those do decide to open up or what cruise lines are going to do with the vaccines and their requirements for passengers and stuff uh, more coming up on that in later in the show and what is trending uh, for news right there. But in terms of just the image and the overall um, pursuit of, of getting that vaccine, a lot of the people do want to travel once they get that. So you'd think the CDC would issue some sort of statement about that. But um, and, and one more thought on that is that you have these clients that are retired that got this, they've, they lost a year of their life and sitting in their house and they are so itching because they were so excited they got the vaccine. So excited. Yeah, I'm like, talking about pent up demand. Yeah. So we're excited about it, you know, for the clients that they feel confident in traveling, which is awesome. Yeah, that, that does bode well for the future of the industry and, and the help to uh, on the path to recovery is to have to a, a V-shape recovery instead of a, a U-shape, which is a lot of uh, people in the industry are, are certainly hoping for. So, um, yeah, and a lot I've seen, I, I just recently traveled myself uh, domestically in Florida, and then I did come across some uh, recent retirees, and they said they were vaccinated, and that's why they decided to travel. So it, it is a spring break travel scene at the moment now, and that kind of leads us into uh, what else is trending in the world of travel. Spring break numbers are in. There's a record number of air travelers this past weekend, uh, largely in part because of the spring break travelers. Um, yeah, the TSA. Yeah, TSA recorded 1.3 million travelers. Uh, I believe it was Friday and on Sunday. So Sunday set the new pandemic error record, if you will. So it's the largest they've had uh, in the that they've screened in the TSA since uh, last March, actually. So that's that's Excellent. a good sign there, and I think that. Yeah. It's only going to continue to to rise up throughout this spring, and then by the time we get to Memorial Day, we might hit that two million number there. But uh, we also have some data on top destinations of where people are traveling, uh, where U.S. travelers are, are going for spring break. And according to Allianz, uh, Florida and Mexico dominate that list, with Orlando taking the number one spot in the U.S. and Cancun taking the top spot for international spring break travel. Other cities at the top include Phoenix, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. On the U.S. side and internationally, Los Cabos, Puerto Vallarta, Punta Cana, and Montego Bay. So is this in line with uh, some of where your clients are traveling? Totally. Totally happening because uh, people want to go out to the Grand Canyon. They want to be outdoors. They love Florida, you know, and it's not just Orlando. They're going to the St. Pete beaches and down over Miami. So people are excited about traveling, whether it's in the United States. People are a little cautious, so they might jump over to St. Thomas right now and San Juan. We've seen a build in that, which is awesome. But our Mexico, for sure, yeah. is number one. Mexico is number one. Good. And then my my teetering back and forth uh, is our Jamaica, Antigua, and St. Lucia. And we have a droplet of uh, strength going down to Aruba, Aruba and yeah. Turks and Caicos. Those, those are our, our go-tos right now that we feel totally confident with. My team, we know it inside and out, and they the clients are thrilled thrilled of traveling yeah the article is right online with what we're seeing there yeah 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 i think those are some some very enticing destinations and they all offer uh different 
different things for different uh, customers out there. So uh, that's mm-hmm, yeah. it's good. Good there. Speaking of Mexico, though, uh, Quintana Roo tourism tax. Uh, two pieces of information actually out of Mexico um, that right. could impact um, travel here. Quintana Roo uh, tourism tax goes into effect April first, and uh, Mexico also passed a marijuana legalization bill. Um, so thoughts here, Paul and Sally. Do you think the tourism tax might? have a big impact on people visiting Cancun and Riviera Maya region? And what kind of impact do you think uh, legal marijuana could do to Mexico's tourism? Well, I was going to say the tourism tax, if you think about it, it's like two cups of Starbucks coffee, right? So it, it's, it's, you know, $11. I don't right. think it's really going to affect too many people. No, I don't I, either. I think it could help, you know, Mexico as it, you know, from a tourism destination for them, put some more money back into, you know, because they've taken had a year of a you know, which they rely considerably on tourism. And they've right? done a great job because I've been. And they've there. been great partners. Right. I've been, I've been there six times since June 8th. But I, I have to say that I don't feel that uh, 15 years and older, $11 a person. Years ago, they used to have that tax anyway. So they just, in the Caribbean as well, I, it was a it was departure tax. But this is going in and it's easy because you can do it right online. They made it simple. And that's important for people. And just as long as we as travel advisors educate our clients, you know, we don't build it into the package and say, oh, by the way, you owe another $55, you know, because you have five people traveling. 55 is nothing that you're right. It's a couple uh, cups of coffee, a T-shirt. I'd rather have the experience. And that's what people are looking for is experience. I don't think they really care about the Chesapeake's anymore. Yeah. And I think they want to travel. I think less is more. (laughs) Let's have more experience. Well, what about the marijuana thing? Yeah, so I think that's, you know, pretty interesting. I mean, look, you take a look at the numbers for Colorado. Colorado numbers are, are climbing considerably just, be, just because of marijuana tourists. Yeah. This, it's, you know, do I, th- do I think it's going to be um, to help Mexico? Absolutely. And I'm sure that they're going to be able to tax it and yeah. make more money on it. Yeah. And at yeah. least then you know what you're getting, I guess, if you have a store. I don't know if, are they right. going to put it in, are they going to, put it at the resorts what are they going to do or do you even know no i think that's all pretty pretty early stages and all of that i i, I agree with yeah. you on the tourism tax i think the you know 11 bucks there is but it's uh yeah. and they, the fact that they are making it so simple and easy to do it online i um, right. just think that the process there will be kind of uh, seamless there hopefully uh people yeah. are uh, know about it in advance so they're not surprised that's why you got to work with a travel advisor if you're not yeah. out there they can they can help you in that but as far as the yeah legal marijuana stuff um I we got mixed yeah, reviews. That's we did be a long down on the road. Yeah, it's gonna think. yeah, it's gonna take some time before they get it all in process. Because yeah. if you look at how things have gone in the states too, you know, you, people vote on it in November, and then it's not till um, you know almost two years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's almost not until a year or two years later before it actually can start. You yeah. can start to. It'll be interesting to, to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, how, yeah. How I'm I'm very intrigued to see how hotels and resorts, especially on the you know, the Cancun hotel zone, how they're gonna handle that because right. uh that yeah, if you can I, we had mixed feedback from some of the advisors we reached out to. One of the younger advisors, um, millennial advisor was um all for it and, and thought that it would definitely boost uh, not only his business but just Mexico travel in general. And then another um older advisor was not a huge fan of it and, and just didn't right. see things that could deter people from traveling. So I think it all depends on, you know, the specific clientele. Some people um, who aren't a fan of that obviously are, are going to 
you know, find other just, places to travel. And it depends too on how it's, you know, uh, handled within the destinations. Cause you're not going to be able, I'm sure they'll regulate it. And so you can't do it. You can't just light up a joint on the beach, you know, and can't, you know, or something <laughs> well, like that. I mean, listen, a lot of the resorts are not smoking anyway. Right. Right. So, you know, you know, whether they sell edibles, is going to be a whole nother, you know, a whole nother thing. And also if it's, if it's regulated, at least you know what you're getting and you're not yeah. buying it from people down, you know, in the street. And perhaps it takes the cartel, you know, issue out of it for, you know, for that sake, you know, because there's so many you know, variables. I can't even imagine, yeah. you know, I, like, you know, having a, a sweet shop and a, and a marijuana <laughs> shop right next door in one of the resorts. I, right. I, just no, I don't think resorts that. will sell it. It's just whether or not they'll package in some sort of like excursion out to, you know, um, yeah. a, a farm to to learn about the growing process or something. Oh, I, I, you could, you could do that. things yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, it, it'll probably, you'll have to go into like the heart of Cancun, like downtown or something and find a dispensary that, there. But I don't think resorts will. been on the docket, Eric, for a long time. I, I didn't, I just had heard yeah. that. Um, yeah, they've been talking about it for a few years now and then, uh, it's passed a bill. So it's still, um, wow. I still, it's still got to go through steps and everything there, but it does seem like Mexico's headed in that direction. Um, if you had told me that Mexico would have that before Jamaica, uh, I, I would have been surprised. I'm, I'm still surprised yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that they're yeah. moving forward on on um, legalizing there. So, um, well, yeah, if any any listeners out there have any thoughts on that, I'd love to get your feedback. Podcast at TravelPulse.com is the best way to reach me there. <laughs> so uh, moving along to what is trending on the cruise side of things, we do have uh, some good news, some bad news there. Uh, this past Sunday marked the one-year anniversary of the complete shutdown of cruising, uh, which l- the industry never expected the shutdown would last That's this right. long. Um, the Carnival CEO did come out recently and said that he doesn't think the industry will have a full bounce back until 2023. And just news out of this uh, this morning's news in, in the cruise sector, um, Norwegian Cruise Line brands have now canceled through June 30th or frozen their sailings, as yeah, uh, Sally was talking about earlier, um, which is unfortunate news there. So it does seem like um, the way... The industry is, has gone the last year. Um, all the major once one major line cancels, the rest are going to follow suit. So you know, stay tuned to see what Carnival and Royal Caribbean do on that. Uh, Virgin Voyages did announce um, this morning as well that it will require all crew and passengers be vaccinated. Um, but we do have a bit of good news on the ocean side as well. Crystal Cruises announced that they will set sail from Bahamas ports in July. So some bad news, some good news there. Uh, Paul, Sally. Your thoughts on the timetable of cruising's possible return to the glory days? Well, do you think it will uh, take a while? It, it's going to take some time, I you know, so. uh, because the CDC really hasn't moved on anything. I mean, the, the cruise lines have been waiting patiently. I, I as I've understood, you know, especially in the large um, in the large ships and the contemporary ships, they've done all the protocols, you know, that the CDC required back in the fall, the summer and fall. And they're still waiting. Yeah. And that's the frustrating part for, for all of us, you know, and they, I, they're hopeful for, I heard the summer, but I don't know what's going to happen with that. And they're opening scrubbers and, you know, the air scrubbers too. They've got, they have everything. They're, they're ready to go. They're, yeah. They're, they're ready to roll. It's just, all right, let's let the CDC, you know, open things up. Uh, let, you know, more people get vaccinated. Right. And more people, that that are that you know we're going to have i mean look there's just so much pent-up demand people want to get on i mean they want to get on the, they want to start cruising and start living their lives this i mean i that's, just had a group phone call yesterday that like they're they were ready to book and i'm like going okay like they're still looking at this summer i'm like 
we can look at the summer and I have to gently tell them we're not ready yet. <laughs> I'm hoping that you will be, you know, but it, that's the frustrating part for me too as well, because it's like our hands are tied, you know, and they keep giving us a date and they have to push it back. So that's the struggling part. But on the brighter side of the, you know, the smaller cruise lines, I do see a lot more hope, I think. Crystal going heading to the Bahamas. And well, yeah, but and they they want the vaccine, but they do have an older generation. Right. They have an older clientele on demographic. Their demographic, excuse yeah. me, yes. So, um, and there's still a smaller ship. But um, but I see that um, in, in our office, I see that uh, people are interested in more of the American cruises right now. The river cruises, the paddle boards, that's what their paddle wheelers they're looking at too as well. That's good. Yeah, that kind of leads into the next, uh, the the actual real good news of uh, the cruise sector is that river cruising is back. American Cruise Line departed on Saturday and American Queen Steamboat departed on Monday. So they're back in the waters, which is great. Uh, Next week, I'll actually be on a river cruise. Great Um, to hear. I'll oh, be, you're going to be on. Yeah, I will be on the American Countess uh, christening sailing, provided all goes well with my COVID test um, that I have to get at the New Orleans Hotel the night before uh, the Sunday cruise departure. So I did test negative already this week after the uh, Florida trip. Um, got my results back yesterday, so I'm negative. And now I'm just chilling at home until uh, I got to fly down to New Orleans uh, for that. So fingers crossed everything is going to go well there. But uh, it is great news that river cruising is back. So and you kind of mentioned a little bit that you're seeing more interest in. Uh, do you think that'll be just continue to become more popular among American travelers? I do. With American Cruise right now, they have 30, uh, 13 um, between paddle wheelers and modern cruise ships, which are phenomenal. They've got like... Um, 40 itineraries in almost 28, I think it's 28 states, 25 or 28 states that they have. So they have, you know, um, Ohio, Tennessee, Cumberland lands. They have lower and upper Mississippi. They've got uh, Columbia. They've got Alaska. We're hoping on that. So there's, you know, there's a lot. Um, I think that what's great about it is that clients, if they don't want to fly, they could drive. So that's super exciting for people too as well. And, you know, because some people are still scared to fly. But they want to travel and they would feel more comfortable about and you brought up something eric that's very interesting is that you took a test this week but you're gonna have to take a test the night before right which i think is great because you, and you're going to stay in so you're kind of laser focused on getting prepared to yep. travel yeah the the, right? the yeah the um COVID test uh prior to that i just took was more for peace of mind and knowing you know i just did travel to to disney and to the beach so i had a full, you know, spring break experience there. So I wanted to see, you know, make sure everything was good when I came home and it, and it was, so that's right. good. And then uh, it, it is required to have a present a negative COVID test um, to board the uh, American Queen steamboat right now. Um, that's what their process is for the early spring here. And then uh, starting in July, American Queen steamboat will require that all passengers be vaccinated by then. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to make sure, and, and I'm kind of glad that they're doing it uh, on site there at, at the New Orleans hotel instead of, so it'll be, um, I'm interested to see how that process goes. Cause I haven't had one have, that has gone that fast. I've always had to wait like the two, uh, two days post post doing it. So, uh, fingers crossed everything goes well there, but yeah, I do think river cruising is, uh, just going to keep, um, growing and growing. We've got Viking coming, um, to us waterways too in a few years. So, and they're building ships. So it should, should, uh, continue to rise up as, um, and, as, as different clientele, I think a lot of people sometimes think 
river cruising and, and they think like an older demographic, which is why, right. you know, some of these cruise lines have already set vaccine requirements for, for those um, in the future. Right. But I, I do think a younger clientele could, could get out and experience um, some of the river, river cruises. I agree. And you did bring up that you, um, in our area, I have a couple of locations that actually uh, turn around our COVID tests within 24 hours. have gotten it in 16 hours, 20 hours, 24 hours, which is fantastic. Um, we set it up for our, our clients to set them up and they book and four days for another service. It's just another service that we <laughs> that you, offer. That you become an expert. <laughs> of course, but within 24 hours, and it's not a, a it's not a um, antigen test. It's an RT PCR test, which is great. So my clients are thrilled. We we try to make it really easy for everybody to have, be seamless. That's good. So yeah, that's good great. Yeah, that that, that kind of leads us into kind of the theme of what uh, we're discussing here today. Wraps up uh, what was trending in the world of travel. So if you you saw anything else out there and want to discuss, podcast at travelpulse.com is the best way to reach out to me on there. But um, yeah, and we're. A full year, past a year now, into the pandemic, um, and you mentioned you know offering new services and kind of having to become an expert in different things that you never did, thought you would. So, how are you feeling about things now, uh, this March, compared to where we were a year ago? Uh, oh my gosh! Like Paul was saying, that our office last year at this time, my office was filled. It was a beehive of you know commotion and people booking. I mean, every desk was filled here, and our phones were ringing, and then all of a sudden they were ringing crazy. And here we were for this past year, protecting, rebooking, you know, trying to save people's and protect monies. And, you know, pe- most of the people were so wonderful about it. Some were a little struggling, you know, like, like I have their money and I'm not <laughs> giving it back. But, you know, we, we worked out a lot of different struggles and we learned a lot this year. And my team and I have gotten stronger and stronger. We do a team meeting every single day. And I pull up whatever kind of things that I have found, you know, and we talk about it and then we all share. I feel that even though we've lost our socialization in our office, our meeting, you know, our Google meets that we have every day, people come on and, you know, I feel that we've gotten tighter and tighter and we are a well-oiled machine and we are ready. And they've been saying, and I I don't remember if you remember, but we are a a signature travel network agency and they've been preparing us since last summer get geared up get prepared because it's coming and when it comes it's going to be this large tidal wave and you better know how to swim it and right you know there's absolutely no doubt you know one of the things then that we also you know we've also moved what some weddings four times over the course of the last year and we've also figured out who are our really good partners and who may not they want to work as well with us, but they, yeah. no, that's okay. We learn, but, and we've been booking, we've been booking a lot, but through this whole thing, this whole pandemic, we've actually booked destination weddings in April and then in the summer and then the fall. And now it's just unbelievable. Meanwhile, they're in the thick of this, but they want out. They can't have a wedding here for more than 25%. Or right. Now it's 50%. They want out, so they're going, and that's what's exciting. Yeah, and it really is. That's good. So yeah, business is, is looking looking better than you know. Uh, I guess middle of January, there was a bit of a, a panic among the travel industry and travel agent community with the whole uh, CDC uh, test requirement, having to get a negative test to come back 
into the country. Um, but since then, yep. has business been uh, looking a little better? What's just your overall awesome. thoughts on the state of the travel industry right now? Thrilled. Absolutely yeah. thrilled because, you know, my team and I, and I'm sure that all the travel advisors that we're speaking to right now, that they have seen it going up. And we are busy. I'm working late nights, early mornings, you name it. We've only heard of one what? One advisor that had one client um, down in Mexico that, that had that tested positive. No, I mean, no. Of, of all the... No, it was Antigua. Antigua, sorry. Antigua. And uh, we only heard that was one. And I, I met her uh, actually in February when I was down at the ALG event. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she said that. I'm like, really? So I haven't heard in the travel none industry. None of our clients. None of our clients. And I'm, I'm friends with a lot of uh, agencies that we are in a tight-knit group of talking and communicating, which is important because I like hearing from other agencies and we share thoughts because a rising tide lifts all boats. And even though we're all in competition, we aren't. Yeah. We have to be there to help each other. And it's been phenomenal through my other agency owner friends and travel advisors that are not in my world. And I, we're very blessed. And we, knock on wood, we haven't heard of anybody except from that one gal. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I haven't heard much either about anyone catching COVID abroad. And he wasn't sick. He wasn't sick. <laughs> and he had two tests. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And so yeah. they both stayed. But but also, <laughs> you know, also our, our partners, you know, our hotel and the hotelier partners, they've been fantastic as far as stepping up and saying, all right, listen, we'll put you up. Yeah. You know, the I mean, they, they've really done a great job of, you know, of, of, kind of maneuvering while the, you know, CDC is, is hanging out. You know, it, and again, it's, it's, it's like living in shifting sands, Wyoming. It's like, where are we going? <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're seeing. And the, and the, and the COVID test was an easy test. I went in the room, the little nurse was there. She did one nose. She goes, that's an antigen. And within 24 hours, the concierge called my room and said, your test is ready. I said, okay, went down and got it. Easy peasy. What I liked, though, that we had to upload it, and on United's website, they have a thing that says Travel Ready Center, and so does American. But I'm shocked because Delta Airlines doesn't have it. When I called, the guy like answered me, and he's like, what? what are you looking for? But you can actually take the picture, upload the document. You don't have to have it. I still took it to the airport just in case. Nothing. It was easy coming in and out. So... Anybody that hasn't traveled yet or hasn't had clients travel yet, you're going to have, it's fine. Yeah. United and American has it easy. With Delta, you have to hand carry your paperwork. We've had clients on Delta too as well. So we're happy. It's amazing what you're used to and how easy that, you know, our partners have made it, you know, for our clients. That's good. Yeah. All great information to know there. Um, just in terms of the COVID relief and the PPP loans and all that, uh, just what's been your, what's been your thoughts over the last year? Uh, on the various rounds of COVID relief um, in this pandemic? Well, we, we were thankful. We, we got the first PPP loan back in uh, April. I was a little turned upside down when we were supposed to only have it for eight weeks. And then all of a sudden, like at six weeks, they said, oh, stretch it out to 24 weeks. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I never dreamed. I never dreamed. My crystal ball was obviously cloudy, but it actually was probably broken because I truly believe that they were saying June will be back. Right. I believe that. 
So I've learned that that is not the case. But we uh, just um, we just got cleared for the PPP loan for now. But we have a different plan set up and stretching it out because I want to take advantage of all those 24 weeks so we can pace. Because even though we're busy right now, just like everybody is, the money's not there because only a few are traveling now. Right. And there's a lot more people calling saying end of March, beginning of April. We want to go. We want to go. But we still have people that are traveling at next year and at the end of this year. So the money's not coming in like we would want it to. So the PPP is very helpful for us. And like I said, we set up a much better plan this way. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, uh, it certainly did help. Yeah. I mean, considering, I mean, you take a look at, you know, November and it was, uh, and, it, you know, numbers year over year were, were just horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. Yeah, when they said you, with the PPP, you can be forgiven if you had a loss of 25%. Oh, I said, oh, we're at 93. 93%. <laughs> I was like, oh, my Lord. Which is an insane <laughs> loss ratio. Right? Yeah, it's just been devastating on so many in this last year, so many lost jobs and everything. That's good that you guys are able to put a plan in place. Um, any advice to advisors out there who um, – are still kind of searching for that relief or uh, how they can maybe find a support group out there as well. You guys mentioned, you know, it's, it's been good to have your, your team and also leaning on other agents too. So. Well, we are, we are hiring. We we are hiring advisors. We, if anybody is out there, that's an independent contractor that has lost their home and they want to reach out to us. My number is Travel Smiths, and we're in Point Pleasant, New Jersey at 732-899-8400. You can give me a call, um, and we can set up a conversation and, because it is. Uh, there has been agencies yeah. that have, and that's the sad part, that some haven't made it, and that's struggling. And it breaks my heart because uh, I feel that the travel agents industry, our community, it's a tight-knit group, and, you know, I don't know everybody, but I know a lot of people. And the point is, is that when somebody goes down, that's that's a suffer and that's not good. Um, and I know that people were floundering and it, and I feel that all they need to do is just hang it, hang and ride with the tide because it's coming back. And if you can make it happen, like we had a couple gals that had to find, you know, other jobs and still are part-time here a little bit or, you know, maybe on a hiatus, but that's okay because when they're ready to come back, but they had to find full-time jobs because the money wasn't here. And we knew that. And I'm very blessed that we still have our, uh, my team and we still have our building. And I don't want to close our building because honestly, I can see that we can work from home again. I worked from home from the beginning for years. I mean, from 1986 to 2006, I was a home-based agency. And 2006, we became storefront. And I don't want to get rid of this building because we sit at the base of a bridge on the corner across the street from a Dunkin' Donuts and a light. And we are large and in charge. And I feel that if this building leaves, people are going to think travel, the travel advisors are gone. And I don't want that. Right. I want people to know that we are alive and kicking and still here. I put my sign out every day. And granted, my team works from home. And they're doing a phenomenal job. I think they're getting more work done at home. And they're still socializing you know, with go, go Google Meets and whatever and talking with the gals on the phone. But I feel that we have to be here. So I even put my little Christmas lights up outside. <laughs> so I want people to know we're large and in charge and we're not going anywhere until we say it's over. And it's not over.
No, yeah, it's, it's going to continue to boom as uh, many are predicting. So, yeah, just your general, just last question here, your general predictions for Q3, uh, Q4 of 2021 and on into uh, 2022 on just the uh, general travel outlook and bookings-wise and everything? I'm, I'm feeling very confident. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to go to um, St. Lucia with Paul in April so we can rest for a week. <laughs> yeah. And when we come home, we're going to be barreling through because I'm going to tell you, I feel it. I, I'm excited about it. I have I, my inbox is filled, you know, and I just, you know, my 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 away yeah. message is my my grandson. It says, <laughs> I'm here, though, to work for you. But I show him a cute little picture of him, which I'm thrilled because I'm so proud. I'm so happy to have my little grandson. His name is Max. He's so cute. So I, from a fiscal standpoint, I think third quarter of this year is actually when money will start coming back in, you know, because a little, listen, bit, anyway. a little yeah. bit, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, as more and more people start to travel and I think you're going to see it like real short timelines, like typically what we used to see is Eric in a, in a year in advance. Year, year and right? a half. People aren't yeah. booking a year out now. People are booking short window, you know, because they want to go because, you know, they've been stuck at home for a year. It's time, you know, and it, as long as they feel confident to travel. I think uh, our strength will be totally by January of 2022. I feel that we will be, we'll be like we'll COVID. We'll be rolling again. Yeah, yeah. I think that we'll be, but I, I'm confident that we can stay afloat for what we have and keep rocking and making it to, we are so busy because 2020, when we were rolling into 2020, like many other agencies, we had our best numbers ever yeah. pacing and then it went <laughs> yeah then the, the, yeah the pandemic <laughs> shut it down so indeed yeah I've, I've heard a lot about that for you for q4 and and on into 2022 just the um just the positivity and the excitement about how you know covid will be behind us in terms of um being able to book and, and get back to the the highs of 2019 and everything so i think that q3 really intrigues me the most of to see where yeah. things are going to be and how things are going to be booking wise. So I'm I'm going to be following that closely um, this summer well, and everything. Call back, we'll come back on Q3. We'll let you know how it is going. Yeah, I will be reaching out to you. Correct. Yeah, I'll absolutely. I have to hit you up about that because uh, that intrigues me the most. And um, I, I do think that there'll be uh, quite a bit of last minute summer vacations from people as they decide maybe you know May or June. Like, hey, actually, I feel okay getting out. Whether, but if if that's you, if you're listening right now, and then that's your your take that maybe. You know, late summer you're thinking about getting. I would highly encourage you to start booking now because I only I think prices well, are just going to continue to so skyrocket. I well, I do. I was looking at flights for clients today to Punta Cana, and in July the rates are up in out of Newark was eight hundred dollars to Jamaica in July at on United, and then JetBlue was six hundred, and that's when I'm pacing at like it's back to like a month ago. 300 bucks, right. $258, $300. There's 600 out of North now. Yeah. Crazy. Again, pent up demand. Yes. Indeed. So thank you guys so much for jumping on. We had a blast here. Um, any final closing words or thoughts you want to uh, put out to our listeners of travelers and travel advisors? I just want everybody to stay positive because this is our light at the end of the tunnel. I know that we're going to do phenomenal now. Yeah. We just have to hang in there. Because we're a team. Everybody's a team. Yeah, I think they'll keeping the lines of communication between all the all the different agents and, and 
and uh, advisors. And Eric, you you guys have been doing a great job trying totally. to you know, get you know get the news out there, and we really appreciate it because it makes our lives considerably easier. So thank you for everything that you guys are doing. Um, you know, I, Sally and I we're, we're just going to keep grinding on. That's right. You know, and, it's, and I, then listen, we're going to travel as much as we possibly can. I mean, so follow us on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> yeah, the Travel Smith. So thank you guys again so much for jumping on. Had a blast. Thank you, Eric. Uh, and uh, that pretty much that wraps up what we have for for this week's show. Um, I will be on the American Countess River Cruise next week, so doing the yeah, intro. I'm a little jealous. I wish have I was a great going. Time. Thank you. Yeah, I'll be doing the show from uh, from there, uh, and I'll have a special interview um, as well. So um, yeah, look forward to that next week. Uh, thanks again for uh, coming on for the Travel Smiths. You can find them on uh, social medias at the, at Travel Smiths. Uh, Google them. Yeah, especially if you're up in the New Jersey area. And um, that's pretty much it for this week's show. So thanks for listening and have a great week. Thank you, honey. Thanks again, Eric.